Hello and welcome back to Quarantine, Day 7. My guest today is a hilarious comedian. Uh, she's been totally blowing up. This whole thing really messed up uh, her current career trajectory. I'm speaking, of course, to my good friend Alice Hamilton. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. In it, I get to talk to Alice, who sort of uh, grew up in an extremely religious Republican household and has since you know, moved to Los Angeles and become an evil, quote-unquote, liberal like the rest of us. Uh, but she gives me some insight into how her super-religious Trump-supporting family uh, is is responding to the whole coronavirus? How seriously they're taking it? And um, I'm I'm you know I was just very interested to finally hear about how that's going because uh, I can't see how how my Trump loving family is responding since I blocked them all on social media. But I wish I hadn't because I feel like it'd be interesting to see how they're responding to all this right now. So anyway, without further ado, I'm excited for Day 7, Episode 7 of Quarantine with Alice Hamilton. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I was looking up Alice Rose, but it's Alexandra. I didn't even know. I didn't know yeah. there was Alexandra. And also, I just want to point out how I think it's funny that you needed uh, time to apply makeup, and you're like basically silhouetted in the dark. <laughs> I know. I uh, I have to move. I have to move my car for street parking, so uh -huh. I'm glad this works. I'll be right back in like give me like seven minutes. Oh, okay, okay. We'll restart and then I'll remake that joke. You're the most concerned about your appearance of anyone I've had on the show. Yeah, but yet. you just had like dudes on the show, right? Have you I had I had Liz Glazer. Oh, Liz. She's <laughs> she's chill though. She's laid back. I'm I'm neurotic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Liz is neurotic, too. She quarantined herself for like two days just in her bedroom because she coughed once. Uh, <laughs> I just, so, my kind of lady. <laughs> I'm just saying, us Jews, we were built for this. We were built for the... We, 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 tr built we for trained... Homeschoolers. Homeschool. We're also true, ready true. for this shit. True, true. But we like trained in attics for the last <laughs> uh, deadly quarantine that risked killing millions of our people. Um, <laughs> we're the ones, the ones that survived were the ones that like, you know, predisposed to quarantine, like generations of uh, natural selection <laughs> of the quarantiners, uh, in my heritage. Um, did you move your car? I did move my car and then I got your text right after I got out of the car. So I'm were glad there's no parking tickets, but I was just playing it safe. Sure, sure, sure. Were you aware of that? Was that the first you heard of that? That was the first I heard of it. I, I was pretty sure they were just going to do it, but I hadn't taken the time to look into whether or not they did suspend street cleaning. I remember, so, yeah. it, I remember hearing it, and then I forgot about it. Then you said you were going to move your car, and then I remembered, but it was too late to tell you right away. But uh, <laughs> but then I double-checked it. I checked, I looked it up, and it is, it is true. I'm glad they're so, doing that. So to the five people out there listening, I think that's what we're averaging right now, to the five, What's one up, of those Warren? being my mom in Florida, <laughs> uh, just know that street sweeping is currently suspended, and uh, you know, feel free to park wherever street sweeping is happening. Yeah, park um, in a fire zone, fuck them. Take advantage of it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fuck, well, I don't think you can park in a fire zone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to Alice. She doesn't. She doesn't know what she's. <laughs> apparently, apparently, one of the writers for SNL just broke her nose, but she's not going to the hospital because she's in New York. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, man, how did she break her nose? What the fuck was she doing? I, I have no that. idea. I have no clue. This is like the worst time to have anything not coronavirus happen to you. Dude, I, I mean, it, I'm it's so also the it. worst. <laughs> it's also the worst time to have coronavirus happen to you. Yeah. But also, it's the worst time to have anything happen to you. I've just been patting my walls, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to do everything. Dude, I'm everything so worried is. about like candles and shit. Like, I don't want anything to burn down. I don't want to get any injuries. I can't. Yeah, you can't fuck with a hospital right now. You can't fuck with the hospital right now. And a lot of uh, people are friend... staying home and just drinking. So there's going to be a lot of broken legs that just go unattended. <laughs> my friend, um, my really good friend, who was actually going to be my guest this morning, but he was sleeping in. Uh, <laughs> um, irresponsible. Irresponsible. In right now. Um, he thought he had it. He was like positive he had it. So he went to the urgent care. And then they told him he just had the flu. Like, 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 not even like you probably have it act accordingly. They like tested him like, no, you don't have it. You have the flu. But he went to the urgent care where like only people that have it are going. Now so, you have it. <laughs> now he has it. Now he's yeah. got it. Right? I'm sure he won't listen to this because if he did, he would freak out because also neurotic. <laughs> Funny thing is, he's like one of the most naturally quarantined people I know. He works as a video editor, mostly from home and is just like, doesn't leave his house yeah that's the person uh, that you gotta be are you are you quarantined with your boyfriend yes we are right. quarantined in our apartment together do you, uh, guys, you guys live together already yeah so there oh. was no there was no need to consolidate shit we were already we were already there <laughs> my girlfriend and i quarantining away from each other really is she in the city or is she yeah she's like okay. a, she's like a mile away from me <laughs> <laughs> but um but we both have roommates that have been acting irresponsibly oh, i mean fuck. mine less so than hers mine yeah. mine have actually kind of gotten it together for the most part hers are still like one of her i call one of her roommates a spring breaker he wasn't at oh, spring break, but he has like the spring break mentality mm -hmm. uh so there's like just a lot of panic about the multiple people we've been around. Plus, I mean, you know, it's been going on for a little while relationship, but still it like feels like if we quarantine together, that's the end that we make it. We'd barely make it like two days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that we couldn't spend two full days together. We just couldn't spend two full days together without like a clear defined ending to how much time we're spending together. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's like the difference. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, it's like I, when I was, I remember I was working a full-time job and I was a bad employee because I could see no end in sight. It was just, this is my job. I do it every day for the rest of my life until I quit or I'm fired. <laughs> and then I switched to working like like on movies where it was like there's production and production ends and then you join another production it would be like three straight months of way worse like labor than my other job but i was much better at it because i'm like just three months and it's over mm -hmm. and uh, i'm just i'm just much better at like seeing endings than 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 why commit dude i i i totally get that it's so daunting if it feels like it's going to be like a huge thing or if you don't even know 
like when you're going to be done working. I, I had a few families that I would nanny for. And I was like, God, when am I going to get something that's like enough hours where I can just tell like, I, cause you're always nannying for like three or four families at once. Okay. And you're always angling to just box out one of those families. <laughs> and you're really? like, I just need this other family to just like have their baby already. And then I can tell these guys to kick rocks. I can get rid of this other gross family. <laughs> I was, I was the boxed out child once. Really? I bo- well, I had, I had a babysitter who was my babysitter for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And like, I really loved like my babysitter when I was a kid. She was the best. But she started babysitting for like one of the star players of the Florida Panthers. <laughs> and they were paying her a lot more money. Yeah. And she kept babysitting for us. But like the moment she felt she had the opportunity to like, get angry at my parents and like dip mm-hmm. she like took it. uh yeah uh, i was a little hurt by it you're oh, no. gonna break that little child's heart alice i know now let me ask you when you choose your box out when you choose your family box out are you gonna go with the children you like the least or pays you the least money or the parents you don't like the most always always which parents are the most fucking annoying like i it's the the thing that makes a job good or a job bad it's the parents to be honest because it's like your kid can be like the sweetest kindest little cutest thing and if the parents are always on your nuts like it's a bad job or the kid can be like a complete hellion but if the parents are like we need to do something about this fucking demon then you're like okay i can work with this it's always always about like are the parents backing you up are they on your side or are they undercutting you at every fucking second because like i i nannied for this one family and uh it was four kids so and they were all pretty close in age i think they were all grade school and um every single time the parents would be like all right no sugar no snacks they go to bed in 30 minutes and then the parents would take like 15 minutes to get out of the house and in that time all four kids would be completely ignoring me and just like fucking mobbing their parents and being like, can we please have a cookie? Can we please have ice cream? Can we please do this? Can we please stay up? Can we please stay up? And then like the parents would be like one foot out the door, closing the front door, being like, I said, it's okay if they have some cookies and stay up till nine and then close the door. I'm like, fuck you. You could have just left without saying that. And I could (laughs) have not given them a cookie, but you had to like the guilt, just like you had to be the cool parent. And now you've completely fucked me over. So then they're out playing Guitar Hero for an extra hour, and I'm just trying to kill myself because they're old enough to tell time. Uh, it's it's like um, I guess I guess the real thing is it's worse to have a shitty boss than it is to have shitty employees. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> once the parents leave, the kids are basically your employees. You're, you're a manager. You're yeah. a manager. You, you're basically the manager of the house. The yeah. parents are the owners of the company mm-hmm. and the kids are your employees that you're in charge of. Yeah. And it's like way better to have shitty employees and a chill boss than a shitty boss and chill employees. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're still the boss. So if and the employees are good, if they're bad, you're still in charge. What you say goes. And you can't, and also like in a nanny situation, you can't really shit talk the owners with no. the employees when you're the manager. You can't, you can't be like, your mom totally sucks, right? <laughs> totally. My mom is the worst. 
Fuck, and we'll get through this together. (laughs) Even if the employees want to shit talk the boss, you got to pretend like the boss is good, even if you agree with the employees. (laughs) There's some kid will slam the door and be like, my mom is such a bitch. And I'll want to be like, you're 100% right. But you can't. You got to be like, don't say that about her. She's doing her best. And you're like, in your mind, (laughs) she's a bitch. Um, uh, well, I think one of the hardest parts about nanny is like, do kids that are nanny being nannied age call their mom a bitch? Uh, it, it depends. There's some kids. I mean, like if you're babysitting for like an 11 year old whose parents just can't trust them home by themselves yet, then yeah, you might hear some swear words and you just roll your eyes and play cool. Would you say 11 is an age at which parents can start trusting their child at home alone? My parents used to leave me at home alone when I was seven and I was always fine. But my mom is kind of playing it fast and loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had five kids. So she was like, you know what? And I was a the really Lord good kid. will watch over her. <laughs> um, I honestly, you can, but you have to, you have to have a trustworthy kid. Cause like I, I, you know, dated guys who were like, they'd come home from school after like first grade and just make themselves dinner, you know, like they were trustworthy cause their mom was like working. It, it depends on, like, if you have, like, a single mom who, like, has to work, then you just kind of have to train your kids to fend for themselves because they can't afford me. Uh, I guess when it comes to, like, siblings, like, tr- kids with siblings, at what point would you say it's responsible to let the older child be the one watching the younger child? I mean, honestly, there isn't an age. It's about the kid themselves. Because, like, my sister Liz used to babysit for this 15-year-old who was just always getting into bullshit. And it's like, dude, you should be able to stay home by yourself, but you fucking can't because you're an idiot. Just dumb. Just dumb. Yeah, just a real stupid, just thoughtless imbecile. And so <laughs> they had to hire a nanny just so they could go out and grocery shops. So this little motherfucker wouldn't light shit on fire or whatever he was doing. Ooh. Oof, oof, oof. That, that's less nannying. That's more. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> you're nannying, at that point, it. you're nannying the house from the child. Yeah, yeah. You're okay. house sitting <laughs> a pet rather than. Rather than about the kid. They're like, please just watch our car while we're, while we're <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, so nannying is currently canceled. No, I'm not nannying anyone. I have a friend who's still doing some nannying. And I think the parents are both working from home and just want someone to entertain the kids while they're there. But uh, is, the, is the friend like, living at the house with them? Uh, the nanny? Yeah. No, Your she friend. lives at her own place. She just travels there to nanny and go go back. Yeah, well, they're, they're working it from home. So Wild. some people still work, but uh, not me. I'm, I'm living it up in quarantine right now. Wild. How are you enjoying the quarantine? I'm having a great quarantine. Yeah. I'm loving it. I wake up whenever the fuck I want. I start doing French on my phone, practicing French right now. I'm learning the hell out of French. Let oh, me yeah, just so tell you. We'll all uh, have like different s- skills. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, if you're, if you're, you know, using this time right. What else? What else? I'm exercising every day. I'm, I have a list of, because I was homeschooled, I have a list of movies on my phone that I haven't seen before that I've always been meaning to watch. Yeah blazing through that shit right now i'm watching tv shows i always meant to catch up on it, it's i'm having a good time nice nice yeah i find it like it's been important for me to like kind of establish a routine so i don't go crazy yeah, uh this is like my comedy outlet this i've, I've set up <laughs> my daily podcast as sort of my like replacement for mics and shows um <laughs> and i feel like i feel like i usually pull at least a good minute out of yeah. out of 
each pod that like ends up ends up uh, quarantine canon. Um, but uh, yeah, I did like I ended up I did a uh, Skype show and I really did just all material from things I had said on the podcast up to that Skype show. And and it you know I couldn't hear anyone or see anyone, but I. Could <laughs> uh, of course, of course. How are the um, Skype shows? I've been invited to do two. I said no to both because I just felt too weird about it. How how was the Skype show? Felt, was it weird? So I felt super weird about it. All yeah. I wanted to do was cancel on it up to the moment I was on. Then I did it, and it was super fun. It was okay. like like shockingly fun. So the reality of it was I could see a bunch of the people watching's faces. I couldn't hear them, but I saw them all laughing, which like all right. was like enough to know that That's they were laughing. Good. And then there was like a comment thing on the side and people were like writing, ha 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 ha, so funny, oh my God. So it was like, I was getting the comments of like doing well. <laughs> and I also, you spent a bunch of the Skype show talking about the weirdness of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like how like the things I was afraid of. So it was like... It was. It felt actually just like a very loose kind of show that was like uh, where I was like loose and, and interactive with the audience more than I was expecting. I was like very afraid of it just feeling like because like also with this podcast, the original thing I tried to do, I was going to call it Shining with Josh Edelman. And it was just going to be me alone, just like going crazy into the microphone. But like, I can barely get through the one minute intros I do for every one of these shows. I do like eight takes of like the one minute where I, I start, where I just introduce the show. And it's that's basically just like, hey, my guest today, really funny comedian, Alice Hamilton. Uh, you da, 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 da. And like, I can't. So, so Shining with Josh Edelman didn't work. And I'm like, you know what? I'll talk to funny people. Well, you know, I usually riff better off someone. So this will be more, this will be more fun. And uh, the Skype show just kind of felt like this a little bit. Yeah. Um, So I recommend it. I think, I think you'll like, I'm not trying to do a bunch of them and I'm definitely like, I very much doubt I'll be doing any of those virtual mics, but um, yeah, virtual open mic. I say, I say, (laughs) what have you got to lose by doing the next, next skype show you're invited to there's the no expectation yeah yeah there's like no expectation of you to like crush it um people aren't gonna like be like fucking alice sucks because she had a weird <laughs> Quick comedy skype five minutes. <laughs> she the virtual show we're like quit comedy <laughs> oh man i uh growing up we did a lot of road trips because mm-hmm. uh, my dad used to have to travel for work all the time. And so they would be like, Hey, we'll pay for your plane ticket. And he would say, well, why don't you just give me the money from the plane ticket and I'll put that towards gas and I'll just drive down myself. Cause I'd rather drive than fly. Not telling them that he was going to bring his entire family of seven, pack us all into this hotel room that they expected just him and his wife were going to be in. So they didn't get him like a big room. And then we'd all be shoved in there, crammed in there. But, like, it would take us, like, it's like a 17-hour drive to get from Portland, Oregon to Los Angeles. And that's if you don't pull over for, like, gas and shit. Mm -hmm. So, really, it takes, like, 18 or 19 hours to get down there. And so, we would just go. And we had, like... you have an RV? Or were you just driving in a car? No, we were driving in a 15-passenger van. And we had no TVs. Sometimes the air conditioning would break. We were just in there for hours and hours and hours. And it was five kids and two adults. And so I'm, I'm used to quarantine because I'm used to just staring out the window and figuring out a way to entertain myself in my head. 
there was one trip where my dad like because my parents would drive back and forth like one parent would drive while the other one was sleeping and then they would switch so that the other guy who was tired could drive could sleep and then someone else would drive so we were just going straight down and uh, one time my dad was trying to sleep but it was the daytime so we were all awake and making a ton of fucking noise so my dad very angry wanting to sleep turned around and yelled if anyone shuts up whoever whoever can be quiet until we get there will get twenty dollars and so i didn't talk for 11 hours to try to get that 20 bucks did he give it to you yeah and uh, my mom's threatened to take it away because i was spending it all on candy but like i was on vacation what else did i want i was like 11 myself my spoiled rich kid brain is like exploding at this story <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, oof, oof. Rain Wilson said something on Twitter maybe 10 years ago, actually. Uh, he just said, like, it's astonishing the amount of work that you can get out of a child in exchange for a single Mento. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never forgotten that, it, oh. which is it's completely true. When you're a nanny, you're like, go clean your room. And they're like, I don't want to. I'm like, I will give you like one little crumb of this cookie and then they'll clean the whole house. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, not me, not me. My parents tried and I was like, meh, uh, I'll, I'll get the thing anyway. <laughs> no, my parents would have sugar from us. So anytime they were giving us sugar, we would do anything we were told. Now, I, I have some curiosities, um, in talking to you that I think like you, you, you'll have interesting perspective on, cause I haven't really gotten this yet. Have you spoken to your parents, uh, during this quarantine? Uh, my, uh, my, the family group chat's been going off. I'm not always like super into responding, but, uh, you, you're keeping an eye on it. Yeah. I always, I always read them. I always look at them, but sometimes they're talking about bullshit. I don't give a shit about, but, uh, my dad sent a video to the entire family and it was called COVID-19 will be over by Passover. And then it was like this faux doctor, white dude in his study going off about this like fake drug that Israel was working on apparently. And he was like, once Israel sends this out, the entire planet will be rid of, he kept calling it the China virus. The planet will be rid of the China virus by Passover. And that will be like a symbol that God loves us. And he's pretending to be a doctor, this man. I love, I, love, I, love the, I love the underlying anti-Semitism. Yes. Of it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Jews knew you were would catch that. <laughs> the Jews, the Jew, the Jewish doctors mm -hmm. are, are creating this drug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. It was. And I watched the whole thing hoping it would be so bad. It was funny, but really it was just mostly bad. Chris and I watched the whole, it was five minutes of this guy just saying, like the mainstream media is lying to you, trying to scare you when really Israel's is gonna solve this whole problem and you know, praise Trump, the China virus will be cured. It was bad. So there's so, no, really so there's no there's no cause like so I I remorsefully, but like for the wrong reasons. I'm remorseful about the fact that I've pretty much blocked at this point all of the Trump supporters. I uh, was following on social media just because I would just get wrapped up in arguing with them. I couldn't take it anymore. I just don't care. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to just see what they're saying right now. And I can't uh, <laughs> a lot of, like like my aunt. Like, I'm just very curious. So your parents like there's no animosity towards Trump from them. 
over this. He no. without sin. Uh, they yeah, basically, he gets unlimited forgiveness, which I would love to get some of that for my parents. But apparently, <laughs> it's just for Trump. <laughs> oof, oof, oof! What? Uh, <laughs> what? Who? Who are they mad? Are they mad at anyone? Are they scared? Like, what's what's their general? Um, I mean, they think that the Democrats are evil and they hate America and they're trying to destroy America. Okay. So anything that goes wrong, they're like, well, if the Democrats weren't trying to destroy America, then this wouldn't have happened. But they, my parents don't really get mad at politics, really. They, mm-hmm. they just sort of like, oh, well, you know, the evil Democrats, but God's looking out for us and he's got Trump in control. So it's going to be fine. He'll stop the evil Democrats. And it's so it's so irritating to me because any time that like, uh, like if Ilhan Omar or like AOC will say like this, Trump did a good thing. This passing this bill was a good thing. Then Fox News picks it up, and Fox News is like, even AOC and Ilhan Omar are are praising Trump. And then my mom sends it to me. They're like, see, Trump's doing a great job because even these people are praising him. And I'm like, Trump blundered this thing so fucking bad that like I I can't stand it when people even give him like the little acknowledgement that he did a good thing because a he's doing it three weeks too late. And B, now, like, all these Trump supporters are like, wow, I was right the whole time. He's got this. And it's so fucking frustrating. But it's like the child with the Mentos. Yeah. It's like they're going to destroy the house. Yeah. But, like, maybe you can give them breadcrumbs that keep them keeping it clean somewhat. As, <laughs> as clean as a child can clean a house. He can't sweep the floors. He can't vacuum. <laughs> Uh, no, no, he's mostly going to push everything under the bed, but at <laughs> least there's like the veneer of a cleaner house. <laughs> basically, basically, every time they give him a Mento, my mom sends it to me. <laughs> Look at the Mentos Trump Trump earned from the Democrats. But, you know, it's yeah, also yeah. it's funny because it's like it's like they view like they're like Democrats are trying to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. But also it's like when they say Trump did a good thing, it's also like, look at what the holier than thou Democrats even said. Oh, um, yeah. Their opinion it's like, it's like even, until that moment. It's like even even. Yeah, it's 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 wild. It's wild. How, what what how old are your parents? Uh, they're born in 54 and 57. So what's the math on that? I think they're in their 60s. younger parents. I guess, yeah, 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 60s. So I guess. Yeah. Are they like quarantined up? Or are they like staying home and, yes. and stuff? I have uh, two siblings that live near them. I think three actually, but only two that are helping. Uh, and my two, my two sisters who live near them were like, hey, don't leave the house. If you need groceries, I'll get it. If you, my mom runs a daycare center and apparently she's still running it, but she's having um, volunteers work with the kids and she's staying upstairs. Cause like if the kids have it, then she's fucked. Um, I think she should close down the daycare, but apparently the state of Oregon really needs daycare still open. So she's running her daycare and she's, uh, if like a kid needs to be picked up from school, one of my sisters goes to get the kid. Like my parents aren't leaving the house because my siblings are like all over that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's good because I mean, my Trump was saying it was a hoax. So honestly, I was thinking my parents were going to think it was a hoax and just kind of keep doing what they were doing. But they are listening to my siblings, which is good because COVID-19 I hear is a shitty way to go. And if my parents get it, that is lights out. That's it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, are your parents in does- Florida? 
My parents are in Florida. My Ooh. mom's been quarantined up in the house. My dad's a doctor. Supposedly, yesterday, he finally closed up shop. He's an eye doctor. Okay, but, okay. Uh, but, you know, it's important that people are able to see while they're quarantined. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else, yeah, what are you going to do? Or else, you know, they'll be in the hospital for other reasons. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good so time for that. He, like, kind of, like, tried to rush through everyone he had to see and close up. So... I'm hoping I'm, you know, I'm starting now, two weeks. Let's get let's get going. My dad's like I mean, they both take it very seriously. They're both, you know, Democrats. They're both, you know, worried about this thing. But my dad is like very like hyper. He's like a hyper person. Um, so it's like it's very difficult for me to imagine him like hunkering down for yeah. two weeks, but I know he has to. I know he's going to drive my mom crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopefully, he just like, you know, they got a nice place, just chill, watch old tennis matches. Yeah. My dad likes to do. And yeah. um, he's got a ping pong table with a ping pong ball machine. So it's just like, <laughs> You know, you can't play tennis. Just go hit play your ping, ping pong, pong balls. Uh, <laughs> my uh, my mom uh, homeschooled all of us and then worked from home in the daycare because the daycare is in her house. And then like years ago, maybe 10-ish years ago, my dad started working from home. And so they're both homebodies now anyway. They've had like decades to just be in their house and nowhere else. So I think they're doing fine. My mom is probably doing what she likes to do for fun, which is read the Bible and my dad is doing what he likes to do for fun, which is watch sci-fi movies and TV shows. Hmm, so interesting. I think, yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about them going out too much because there isn't anything they really did outside the house anyway. I was just worried about them doing it more in uh, defiance of the evil Democrats. I'm going to go to the library or some shit. Does your dad say, I'm watching science fiction, but he's like watching planet Earth? <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, Seth MacFarlane came out with, uh, he redid the Cosmos back in 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and my dad saw an episode of it and they talked about evolution. And he was like, I mean, you know, it's good besides that evolution nonsense they put in there, but the, I like the rest of the space stuff. So he'll, <laughs> he'll ingest it, but he'll roll his eyes and think that he's smarter than Neil deGrasse Tyson and Carl Sagan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, watch, just those two guys. This. Watch the science fiction show Blue Planet. About, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you hear what they're saying? There's fish in the ocean. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, parents think uh, global warming is junk science. And uh, I thought they were going to think COVID 19 was junk science as well. And I was going to be like, look, you know, what happens, happens. But uh, they seem to be taking it seriously and they're, they're, they're locking, uh, locking everything down, except letting a bunch of children in their home. Uh, uh, someone on Twitter said they're starting to refer to children as carriers. <laughs> uh, uh, so I guess what was my next? My next thought was so now you see you saw everyone yesterday was uh, this, is, this is becoming more of a, I kind of was just interested in getting your perspective on lots of things. I mostly haven't talked about it, but but uh, but but your 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 unique perspective interests me. <laughs> um, so like yesterday you saw like the Texas guy saying like old people have to sacrifice their lives for the stock market. Yeah. And Trump's talking about like ending the quarantine in a week. Yeah. They're just, like, is your mom just going to go down and start working the nursery in a week if that <laughs> happens? Um, my sister Victoria showed my mom that video and was like, are you willing, are you and dad willing to die 
to give us and the grandkids a better future. What's more important to you, property or lives? And my parents were both like laughing because it was a Fox News clip, so they couldn't like downright condemn it. But they were like, haha, like we're gonna stay inside and not, you know, kill ourselves for the economy. I think that once you get old people like staring down the barrel of you gotta go die right now, they're not gonna wanna do it. I think the only reason why Trump and all of them are saying that is because they are wanting businesses to start like reopening and forcing people who have no other option to go back to work. And then all of those people are gonna get sick. But I think it's mostly gonna be like young, kind of a desperately poor people who are like, well, I need money and my landlord's gonna be in a dick right now. So if they're reopening the fucking store, I should go cashier. And I think that's what's gonna happen. I think that there, there will be some old people who go and do that, but I really think that Trump and, uh, Trump and all those people are just saying that to sort of give people like Amazon the balls to like reopen Fuck a bunch of the, the shit floor, that right? should be closed. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're, they're, I think it's going to fuck over poor people and it's just trying to give the market and the like employers the confidence to start reopening, which well, they're not going American to do. Than that? What's more they, American than that? I think they're going to look into doing it this week, but last week the US cases were like 4,000 and now it's 40,000. Yesterday 100 people 100 plus people died in one day yeah. in yep. the US. Yep. We're like we're spiraling. Yeah. Uh, so Trump <laughs> wants to Trump wants to get factories and shit back open next week, but next week it's going to jump from forty thousand to probably a hundred thousand. So oh, probably, it's just probably a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it was like one or two hundred thousand, even more. But yeah, because it's just making these massive jumps. And so mm. honestly, like I think they're going to try to get shit to reopen, but these numbers will be undeniable to even like the spring breakers. It'll be like, hey, stay the fuck home. Well, no one is going to be able to do it. The thing is, like, like it just was so cemented into people's heads that it's like, um, this is something that only affects old people. Yeah. Young people will be okay. But, like, 40% of the people at the hospital are, like, our age. Yeah, yeah. You don't want this. But uh, it's also interesting because, like, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're, we're so, like, my friend's panic attacks about it have been so like my friend who ultimately just had the flu was calling oh, yeah. me like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <gasps> oh, um, no! like, like, uh, I'm going <laughs> to. And then he went, they're like, you actually, you don't have it. <laughs> uh, Dude. Um, and then all <laughs> the of a sudden you can breathe again. <laughs> but like, like, like our psych, our psychology is, is, is wild. I just think, you know, what I want is I just want Trump to start having rallies again. Like, let's get those rallies going. Oh, I let's would get... I would love that. What do you think <laughs> about the fact that no one's seen Joe Biden in, like, a hot minute? Uh, didn't he, like, come out and, you know, ramble incoherently the other day? I must have missed it if he did. I heard that he hadn't been seen in a week. Like, like, man, uh, just talk about an onslaught of depression. <laughs> of depressing of depressing news like i'll be honest with you look, look i'll vote for him i'll vote for him oh i'm happily gonna vote for him i'll, I would I'll prefer vote for Bernie, anyone though. i'll vote for ha i'll happily vote for whoever the fucking stupid nominee is but like honestly rather vote for hillary rather vote for hillary than joe biden um 
I was honestly, I was excited for Hillary. I know she's like got her flaws and like so many people shit on her. And I agree with so much of it. Oh, me too. Me too. Totally. Like I'm not out here trying to defend Hillary Clinton's fucking morals or honor or shit like that. Uh, but she was super fucking capable. Like she'd fucking like never I w- more, never more than right now. Did I, did I wish she had just fucking won? Yeah. Like, can just be is capable of like hitting be human being program in yeah. her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in computer, in her computer. Which, brain. Like, honestly, isn't that, is that not what you want? Like a robot president is ideal. It's yeah, it's 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 like and it's funny, you know, I used to think I used to think one of the funny things I used to think when like people would shit on Hillary is um, is that uh, people were always shitting on her like she's this warmonger. Do you see the way she laughed after Gaddafi was dead? And I was kind of like, yeah, that's fucked up. But also. If I was like another country, I wouldn't want to be fucking with her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, like Trump. Trump's like, if I'm another country, it's like we got we got America. We got this idiot that's so easily manipulated and charged. Hillary was fucking scary, and people use that against her. But I'm like, she's she's the one. Trump's not the one who's scary to other countries. Hillary's the one who's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, so, so like I would just assume people would be less prone to messing with us because of how terrifying she is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously that can go either way, but uh, those were some thoughts on the matter. Yeah, I uh, was completely, I was completely fine with that shit. And it's like, look, I was, you know, I was a teenager, I think at the time, but I was celebrating when they when they got Osama bin Laden. So like. Sometimes when you get these fucking people, everyone starts cheering. I am fingers crossed that Trump is still going to get it. I'm so bummed. It seems like he's out of the window. <laughs> I thought I for sure thought he was going to have it because he was like licking eyeballs and shit and like not washing his hands. And I was like, ah, come on. Like I said, you know, I would have only believed Trump didn't have it if he came out and said he did. I would have been like, what's he trying to pull here? Yeah. What's the angle? <laughs> he's such a fucking his 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 go to is lie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like he, what, I think he thinks that whatever his actual situation is, the opposite of that is what it should be, and that's yeah. why he just goes to the lie instantaneously. Uh, so if you come out and been like, I've been diagnosed, feel bad for me, everyone, I'm like, you fucking piece of yeah, shit. <laughs> liar. <laughs> um, but uh, when Osama bin Laden died, I was just like so over everything that had happened as a result of him that like I couldn't even care about it anymore. I, I was like, I was... I was like, we mucked up everything so badly at that point <laughs> that it was like, oh, great. I think I was a, I think I was Republican at the time, so I was actually thrilled. We were but Obama American did. flags and but shit. Obama did. Uh, we didn't give a shit. It, 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 in our minds, America did it. And so we were like, I guess ah. to be fair, anything Trump did would be like uh, fucking Obama. Obama. It's just a... <laughs> we are so we are so split. But he is just such a blatantly obvious idiot. Um, like, so like also, you know, positives, potential positives of all this. People who are like being really responsible and taking this seriously, less likely to get it. All the idiots who think Trump is a good president, listen to what he says, more likely to get it, more likely to suffer the consequences, certainly feel bad for all the doctors that have it. But like it's it, it this disease, 
I don't, you know, like there's a lot of people, a lot of religious people when AIDS happened that were like, was like AIDS is here to wipe out the gays as like a disease from God. Mm-hmm. Now me being more of just like a logic based agnostic atheist Jew. Uh, <laughs> I look at this as like, this is earth just wiping out some of the idiocy and fixing the environment. <laughs> you know what I saw the other day? I saw a tweet from a very popular anti-vaccine uh, sort of account. And she was saying that like the people who are going to die from coronavirus are not going to be people who are anti-vax. Like if you have vaccines, you're way more likely to die from it. If you don't have vaccines, then you're going to be fine and you can get the coronavirus or you probably won't even get it because your immune system's so strong. So, so many anti-vaxxers are not heeding any of the safety precautions and they are uh, just going out into the wild, doing their shit, not giving a fuck. And I'm trying not to be too excited about it. <laughs> well, like, you know, I don't, I remember somebody asked me once, like if I could press a button that like immediately killed everyone who voted for Trump, would I press that button? <laughs> and like, it's, 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 it's a tempting button to press, but no, I mean, for multiple reasons, one, just like too horrible a thing to do. But second, you so don't know who actually did, you know, mm-hmm. so many people probably keep quiet about it. I was like, what if I press that button and then suddenly my dad's dead, but Trump is still alive. Yeah. You don't you don't know. You don't know. You never never know. Yeah. Suddenly, you know. I'm 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 pretty positive my dad did not. But but it was just (laughs) but uh but it was it it was a thought. Uh and Mikey McKern is dead. You're like, hang on a second. (laughs) What happened here? Hey, listen, listen. A lot of spots would open up at the improv. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, there'd be a lot of openings and a lot of open development spots if I press that button. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I was like, I was like, people were complaining uh, about the comics. I guess this is very inside baseball, but some of the listeners are inside baseball. Uh, Some of the five. Yeah, I don't know who it is. (laughs) My mom and four other people. Um, But like, but like when when everything was going down and people were sort of self quarantining, but the rules weren't in place, but it was suggested, and like all the mics, but the one mic was closed. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the people who kept going to them, and I'm like, it's a lot of development openings at the improv right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, let's not tell them to stop, you know. There's some of, yeah, some of the people who are still signing up for slotted mics, they they didn't know we could. I mean, I they I, they have to know we can see that they're still signing up for these mics. Honestly, you look at it and you're like, oh, this is some people we could lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was saying like, like, you know, I was hoping that coronavirus might do for the open mic scene what pre-slotted 40 person lottery mics used to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thin the herd a little bit exactly. before you could just pay five dollars, be in room for an hour with a guaranteed audience. Mm-hmm. You used to have to wait through forty people doing three minutes to get up to two, <laughs> uh, and no laughs, and you'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore." I was like, "Maybe Corona can uh, clean this up a little bit," but I'm also worried about what stand-up's going to be like when we get back. Uh, uh, I was talking to Ahmed about this, and he was telling me that Ahmed? he thought, "Yeah, Ahmed Al Khadri." Yeah, that's how you that's how you pronounce his name. It's Ahmed Al Qadri. It's Ahmed. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know that. I, yeah. I always thought it was Ahmed. No. Yeah. Well, I will double check that when I have him on. <laughs> <the podcast. laughs> For sure. Um, he, um, I mean, he's cool. He'll like, he's, he's cool because he's used to people pronouncing it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was telling me that he thinks, he thought that there were going to be like a bunch, like way less people after the quarantine. I'm like, no. You're going to have a bunch of people who never tried stand-up before who were like, why didn't I try that before I was trapped in here? I'm going to take this quarantine time to write a bunch of jokes and I'm going to go and I'm going to be a... And it's like, it's going to be like New Year's times 10. There's going to be so many more randos there, people we don't know. Everyone who's just like, I, I'm i never putting anything off again because you never know when a pandemic's coming. Time to do comedy. And it's going to be a fucking hellscape of newbies and randos and people who should have quit but who think that they've polished their material during the break. And are going to come back shittier than ever. Oh, well, another thing I think very much is uh, I think a lot of our material is about to be irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, like if they, we're, we're entering a new world. Yeah. You know, I very much felt this with the screenplays I had written prior to Trump winning. Once Trump won, I was like a lot of these screenplays I wrote are kind of like of a world that no longer exists. And uh, and I've had a part of my like foray back into stand up has had to do with the fact that like I felt like I needed to like rediscover how to relate to new society. Um, um, something very similar happened to me right after, uh, right after they gave Casey Affleck, uh, an Oscar, I wrote this, probably my favorite thing that I've ever written. If I'm being honest, I wrote this whole movie script about just like the bullshit that women have to deal with, with sexual assaults and shit like that and not being believed. And it's just this like, almost like kill Bill, except she's not killing anyone. Just type of revenge story of this one woman who's just going to completely fuck over the life of this one asshole who did something to her. And then like a month later, the me too movement happened. And I was like, this, this can't exist anymore. Right. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 I mean, funny thing about me is I had written this whole Hollywood satire all about this obese, like the center of it was about this obese movie producer that um, turns all these actresses into like personal prostitutes, dangling careers in front of them and has like this uh, and has this um, fixer guy that like keeps tabs on everyone mm-hmm. uh, script that I had written. And then Harvey Weinstein happened. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't even, I, this is just like a guess of how things worked in this uh <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know you had nailed it. Um, and I'm like, now it's like so on the nose, and it's like very much. It's like I like like it, I'm trying to write stuff right now. I'm like using this time to like rego through old scripts and things, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to write anything about fucking this because it's like it. it the, the world has become too on the nose yeah. in its own way. It's like the Me Too movement's definitely a good thing, but it ruined your script. <laughs> yeah, because your script's so on the nose now. I was like, "Well, oh. fuck!" If people are believing women now, my my main character's got nothing to go off of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's such it's such a changed to see. So I think we can you know agree that the Me Too movement bad thing. Yeah, um, you and I were, were in we're in agreement. Been Alice. against it since the get go. <laughs> I've got some <laughs> meetings that I go to that you can join me for. Well, yeah. Uh, for sure. Now that I know this about you, men's uh, rights. Let's do it. Some, some nice some men's rights Zoom meetings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really want to see, but I'm never going to get to see. Um, a lot of preschools are doing Zoom preschool classes, and I want to see a conference call with 31 year olds. 
I want to see it so bad <laughs> and I'm not going to get to see. It. I've heard I've heard parents posting about them and it looks so fucking funny, but like no one wants to put their kid on and everyone else's kid in the class on the internet. I really want to just see one conference call with a bunch of toddlers just giggling at the screen. Now, if somebody was found, if like someone was found with um, with like hard drives full of conference calls of children would that be would that be an arrestable offense <laughs> it's me like five years from now i've just been collecting all of like these video shared, calls shared from subway but you don't have any child porn he just had conference calls of all these children like they're just being cute i swear <laughs> we found the tissues in the drawer <laughs> with the conference calls yeah um <laughs> Uh, what was my my i had like one other thought i really wanted to go into are your are your siblings uh do your siblings veer towards you politically or your parents um i have four siblings and three of them are basically in agreement with me and one of them is hard for trump um one of my sisters works on a cruise ship and she just uh she just tested negative for the coronavirus so i'm like whoo was very nervous because two people on her ship tested positive, but it was after they'd already left. Um, but it was kind of fun to sort of see from like the inside of that, like industry, like how it's kind of coming apart. Cause like she said, people just started in waves canceling their reservations. My parents and, were yeah. supposed to go on a cruise uh, in late April or May and mm -hmm. canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, uh, they isolated all of the staff, but they let them stay in guest rooms because the staff rooms are just like bunk beds with like three bunk beds, basically. Um, and so everyone's getting their own room and they're sort of spacing them out and keeping people away. And uh, that was really cool uh, of them to do. But also it was, it was just sort of weird to see like they weren't testing for the flu or they weren't testing for coronavirus. And my sister told me that her roommate got the flu and was isolated for three days. And then they found out it wasn't the coronavirus, but still she was like cleaning everything in the room and like documenting everything. Cause she was like, what am I, like I, I got to sue these people if they exposed me to this and didn't take care of it. And so it was kind of, it's kind of interesting to see like an inside view of that whole thing. But uh, no, my siblings all mostly politically agree with me except for one. And she seems to be taking the coronavirus seriously. So, and she's the youngest. So it's like, if she gets it, she'll be fine. Uh, and uh, yeah, plenty of time for her to open her eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I my my other my other the last thing I want to I want to just kind of hear about um, because you grew up homeschooled, sheltered from like uh, standard entertainment, and you've been using this time to go through the movies you hadn't seen. What movies are they? What movies were blocked from your life? Um, <laughs> uh, my mom, I started last night. I started, or the other night I started Mrs. Doubtfire, but I didn't want it finishing it. I don't remember why. Um, were you enjoying it? I was enjoying it, but I think, I think my boyfriend wanted to play Mario Kart. So we started playing Mario Kart. I wasn't allowed to watch Mrs. Doubtfire because it's a man in woman's clothes. And my mom thought that was gay and she didn't want us to be gay. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch basically anything from Disney because, um, apparently Disney would have like, 
they'd have like a like a gay pride sort of day, like back in the 90s where like a bunch of gay people would run out the park. I think it was unofficial, but my mom was angry that they didn't shut it down, that they just let it happen. So like all these like gays and lesbians would come to Disneyland on this one specific day. And I believe they still do it, um, but Disney wasn't like shutting it down and telling them they weren't welcome. So in my, mo- in my mom's mind, Disney was using their cartoons to secretly make children gay so i wasn't allowed to watch any disney movies no disney princess shit like it was all like the lion king hercules she would get it away from us because she thought that they were trying to subliminally turn us gay and um she told me when i was a kid that uh we i asked her if we go to disneyland and she told me disneyland was a bad place because they have those costume characters people will dress up like mickey or minnie or daisy or donald she said they put men in the female costume characters and women in the male costume characters so that gays and lesbians can run around throughout the park hugging people of the same sex. And I thought that was weird because my mom had to think that men, when they go to Disneyland, would only hug Minnie Mouse, but they weren't also going to hug Mickey Mouse anyway. Like, you hug both of them. <laughs> but in my mom's mind, the guys would never hug Mickey, so they had to trick them into hugging Minnie, but really there was, like, a dude in there. Who was like, yeah, gotcha, you fucking queer. <laughs> uh, so there was not a lot of TV, not, nothing from Disney I could watch, nothing with swear words I could watch. There was one, we had a, the movie Tombstone. Apparently there's like some sort of love scene in that. My parents would pause it, send all of us out of the room, close the door, fast forward it, bring all of us back in, and then press play. I love Tombstone. Um, I've seen most of that movie, except for whenever Kurt Russell's doing something to some lady. Wild, wild. No Disney. Uh, no Disney. Have you have you since been to Disneyland? Yes, I went for the first time when I was sixteen. My church choir. Ironically, we went on like a church choir trip down to California. We would sing in all these churches and help out at homeless shelters and food shelters. And we had like one like play day, and we would always go to like a theme park. And we went to D- Disneyland like three or four times. What's so, wild to me is your your mom. It almost sounds almost like Westboro-y to me because she like, was way stricter than the church we went to. It's 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 wild because uh, one of the funny things I always feel specifically about Disneyland is like the people I know who are adults that still go to Disneyland are generally Christians. They're like very yeah. religious Christians that don't have sex, mm-hmm. and um, I've always I've always had this theory that the reason that they do that is because uh, when I was a kid, Disneyland was the most fun I could imagine having before I knew about sex. So like (laughs) sex was eliminated from the equation. Like once, once, once sex was introduced to my life, everything I'm doing way better than Disneyland. All about sex. Like now, if you see me at Disneyland, I'm only there because I'm trying to fuck. You know, yeah. Some girl, some probably (laughs) Christian girl that really wanted to go to Disneyland. I'm like, whatever, babe. Uh, (laughs) But like for them, there's like there's no sex, so the most fun they could have it's still go is still Disneyland. Yeah. Um. That's so a that's a good theory, and from me being raised in a save it till marriage type of church, I think that it holds up. I can complete that shoe fits. I can completely see why so many of the people that I went to church with, who are obsessed with Disneyland, well, yeah, that was that was the most fun you could do. You can't drink, you can't fuck. Let's go ride some roller coasters. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right, Alice. On that note, I think uh, we'll wrap this one up. This is a great episode. Um, anything, me anything you, anything you want to promote before uh, before I? <laughs> yeah, I wrap well, this I'm gonna be at the comedy store on Tuesday, and uh, now <laughs> your Instagram, maybe oh, uh, yeah, your, sure. your, uh, your, your Twitter. You have a great Twitter. Uh, I, I love Alice's. One, I've always said my favorite Twitter bio. Uh, oh, it's mine. To go look at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if you want to see my great Twitter bio, it's at Alice R. Hamilton on Instagram. I am at M-I-S-S Alice Hamilton, Miss Alice Hamilton. Uh, yeah, check out my social media. Instagram's mostly been Corona shit, but uh, Twitter is still popping off with jokes, though. So. Sweet. Uh, well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I hope we didn't depress you too much on this episode with our bleak <laughs> outlooks. I don't think our outlooks were that bleak. I think no. we were upbeat and positive, but this was Realistic. a very newsy episode. I was very interested in like hearing things you had to say. <laughs> so tune in um, tune in tomorrow. I will hopefully be back. Keep doing this. Once I stop doing this, you know things are dire. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.